And I got the sense that he knew what was going on. I mean, the sweet little innocent cute cat had a mature side to him. I had the sense uh, that he knew what was going on. And he was okay with it. Aloha, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jeremy Vaney, and you're listening to Our Undoing Radio, the very thing that I'm hosting. (laughs) Brought to us all from www.ourundoing.com. Please go there, visit, read, listen, watch, learn, live, love, I don't know, something. Probably the first three. Um, Well, this week's episode, regardless, is about a subject that is near and dear to practically no one's heart. That's right, it's Karens, the dreaded Karen. What is a Karen, some of you are asking? A Karen is a middle-aged white woman uh, who throws public temper tantrums when she doesn't get her way. This seems to be a recent phenomena, although that could just be because there are more camera phones out there. I don't know. It's that or we're regressing back, back into childhood. Probably, probably a little of one, a little of two. Interesting thing about Karens is that I don't believe in them. <laughs> I don't believe in them because the very first quote-unquote Karen I met on this island uh, was a man. And in fact, just as I was um, formulating this in my head, came across an article uh, on another Hawaiian island, Kauai, there is a man who threw a temper tantrum. Lately, they seem to be about not wanting to wear masks in stores because of the COVID virus. So they throw temper tantrums. They stage little sit-ins for themselves. They throw things out of their carts, you know, this sort of thing. Um, threaten to shoot you sometimes, as this man did. So in Kauai, it was this man. Um, so maybe it's just the Hawaiian Islands where men... <laughs> white guys throw temper tantrums. I don't know. Now, actually, now that I think about it, I do know. Um, the answer is no. Because what are red-faced white men with assault rifles standing on the lawns of their local government buildings demanding not to wear masks, if not uh, well-armed Karens? Or Chads. My guy was more of a Chad. He was not armed, as far as I know, uh, but he uh, came upon me <laughs> uh, when I was working at a store called Island Naturals, which uh, is a health food store. When I first moved to this here island, um, it was in Mango Court in Kainalu. It no longer exists there anymore, but it's still around in other places. Um, but I had made manager there fairly quickly. In Hawaii, it's pretty easy to do. You just, like, show up and uh, don't do drugs. You know? Like, like you punch in on time and you, you're you not high. Like, those are the requirements, I think. Um, so, I rose <laughs> I rose in the ranks of the store post-haste. Um, so, anyway, one fine evening, there was a guy who tried to come in after we closed. And I told him, I'm sorry, we're closed. I didn't let him in. He made a little bit of a fuss, but he went away. But then he came back kicking and screaming that I had allowed some other guy into the store. So why didn't I allow him in? And I didn't know that I had allowed some other guy into the store. So I had no idea what he was talking about. But he started to imply that I was racist. 
Now, this is a white guy talking to me, all a fluster, and I am a white guy talking to him, trying not to be a fluster. And he's accusing me of racism because apparently the other guy was Hawaiian. And unbeknownst to me, my uh, my coworkers had, uh, had let him in while I wasn't looking. <laughs> so this guy knew that, and uh, he, he had demands. <laughs> and he was very, you know, loud, yelling at me through a tantrum. And uh, I think he actually came back another day to yell at me some more when he saw me outside. And I was like, look, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't let him in, you know. I didn't realize that they're, um, it's funny, these islands. <laughs> White people move here, uh, and then they feel persecuted. And they feel like a lot a lot of times, not all white people, of course, but a lot of white people feel as though Hawaiians get preferential treatment in Hawaii. And what a shame that would be, right? So <laughs> talk about your white privilege just being out of control. It's like, how dare you move to Hawaii and then, you know, whine and moan <laughs> that, you know, finally somewhere in America, people with brown skin are getting preferential treatment. It just happens to be where they've always lived. It's not enough for us to, you know, seep in and colonize and turn beauty into a Walmart and gated communities and all that. It's like, Man, if if they ever get anything resembling preferential treatment, ooh, it's time to call our senators. This man who can't afford land in his own land was allowed into a store at eight oh one p.m. Where is the justice? So, yeah, my my Karen was a Chad, uh, and in fact, on Facebook, I actually posted um, something about Karen's, you know, this whole thing about Karen is sexist because I know plenty of men out there who are doing the same thing. We just apparently don't call them out on it in the same way. And wow, everybody loved that post. Um, In fact, all the same people who loved that post were the very people who uh, accused me of being sexist when mansplaining was a thing. Remember like a number of months ago, like mansplaining was all the rage. And I had made a comment that mansplaining is sexist or whatever, because I know plenty of women who do that. And then, you know, go on to make the case that, you know, maybe men feel uh, more comfortable mansplaining things in the work setting because of sexism. They've historically dominated the workplace but at home, where women have historically dominated in this country, uh, they do the, the quote-unquote henpecking. But of course, we're not allowed to say henpecking because that's sexist, you see? So we're all, I mean, my point is like we're all doing the same garbage. It's just that uh, we like to break it down along gender and racial lines. But those, those to me are often, not always, but often just superfluous. They're really ways to keep us uh, divided. We're all in this crappy mind together, and it's the mind that must go. So I'm sure that's not a popular opinion, but there it is. But anyway, um, yeah, so the very people who thought me sexist one day in the next instance were like, oh, my hero. Um, That's right, because evil men do evil things in both instances. Eh, I don't know. really strikes me as, um, I mean, if you're going to, 
take one of those divisions, it's got to be the white privilege division. You have the privilege as a white person to throw a temper tantrum in a store and not be arrested. Um, or to over explain something to someone and not have them be like, boy, what do you think? I'm stupid. And obviously there's that, but I think it goes even deeper more times than not. So that's what this show is about. So let's get deeper. Let's, uh, we've had our laugh. (laughs) I'm sure we'll have another one, but until then let's talk about, (laughs) Other types of tantrums uh, that this sort of fits into. I mean, I I know um, I had a roommate who was bulimic, who uh, confessed to her psychologist or psychiatrist that she was feeling suicidal. And so he admitted her into the mental hospital. And I was the only person she wanted to see. So I went and saw her and she was in a state of the terrible twos. She didn't want to talk. She was pouting. Um, She flung her uh, pan of food across the room, which I guess I would have too, because mental hospital holding tank food is probably green eggs and ham. Uh, But nevertheless, you know, she was acting like a two-year-old. I remember my dad when he hit bottom with his alcoholism um, and he wouldn't talk the next day. Uh, he he was, uh, he had collapsed on the kitchen floor and I called 911 and they brought him to the hospital. And then the next day I was there with his then girlfriend, now wife, and he literally, you know, went to work or whatever to do couples therapy <laughs> as a minister, I think it was, uh, and came home and sat down on his chair and leaned back and shut his eyes and blocked us out. Wouldn't look at us. I mean, wouldn't even look at us, let alone talk to us after hitting bottom with his alcoholism, literally collapsing on the floor after picking me up, uh, from my mom's place. So was my dad a Karen? I mean, what is it that makes a grown adult do that? Especially one who is not mentally ill, one who is mature in uh, other ways, like most of the time, except in this specialized instance. And same goes for the roommate. And these people that I see online who are going to the stores, I mean, they're dressing themselves. They're driving somewhere. Uh they're shopping for themselves. They're not exactly classically mentally ill, right? So what is it that's going on in them? Uh, we know why they feel they can do this in public, and that's the privilege part. But what is it that is actually, why are they actually doing it if they're not mentally ill? Could it be that they feel as though, like my dad that day, that they're hitting bottom? That they're, they're actually just snapping, like mentally snapping Because of all the denial they've been living in, Um, you know, in terms of uh, my father or my roommate, those are personal. And who knows what's going on in the personal lives of these people we see online, but we know that they're making social statements. And so it is the society that they are feeling uh, abandoned in 
even though they still have the privilege to act out on that, <laughs> they no longer feel that they have the same privileges that they did. This may be a good thing. This may be because equality is seeping into the country finally, or it may be a bad thing. It may be because um, they're finally feeling the effects of uh, the corporatocracy that they most likely voted in. Because at some point, they weren't being affected by it. It was all those other colored people. People of other colors were being affected, not them. Uh, Because a lot of these folks have a deep-rooted issue, which is they can't feel empathy. Or at least they don't allow themselves to. If it doesn't happen to them directly, they don't feel it. So they feel like they're losing everything. They feel like they're hitting bottom. And they've trained themselves to constantly look outside themselves for blame. Instead of looking inside for reasons. They're easily lit. Back when I lived in New York, uh, there was a big, big old blackout. And I remember on the news, the news people were afraid that we were going to riot and loot and all this stuff. And that's what you see in the movies, right? It's like the big cities riot and loot. But what actually happened was uh, people were doing the kumbaya thing, meeting each other, doing rooftop barbecues, playing you know acoustic guitar, all that stuff. Uh, neighbors were meeting each other for the first time. The electricity going off was actually a great thing. Now, if it had remained off, who knows what would have happened. But in that instant, uh, it was it was good. And I think it was good because it was New York. I think New York is um, filled with people, not everybody, of course, but filled with a lot of people who are sensitive to others, who are... Uh, introspective who do look at themselves not in the way that we talk about here necessarily but um, at least in the psychological way they, they are able to look at themselves and not constantly look outside for someone to blame for whatever bad thing is going on in their lives a lot of people in New York are well educated in just the me- the very machinations that are going on out there, so it's not a surprise to them uh, the way it is to, for instance, QAnon people. They're shocked when they find out. Um, I mean, that is part of the QAnon thing. Uh, I watched a film on this. Um, it was a QAnon film, and you know, piecing together all of these things from like MK Ultra, which was. The, the government, uh, the government or the military's ye old experiments on people, um, psyops and LSD experiments and all this, and Nazi scientists being funneled here, which eventually go on to form NASA. You know, they they look at all of these things as if they've never heard of them before, as if they they're just discovering them, and then they say, "Do the research," and this is what they mean. Like piece together how Nazis have come here. Plus, Hollywood's really violent and and satanic and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it always devolves into nonsense. But the initial thing is like the outrage over things that um, many people have known (laughs) for a long, long time that you're just now getting to. And if you're just getting to them and you're the type of person who um, looks outside yourself for someone to blame instead of trying to understand the way like the world works and, and looking in internally for reasons. Uh, 
that your life is the way it is, which will include those external things, but won't be constantly putting off your own issues onto society or onto other people. You know, if you're, if you're that person, um, wow, what a time to be alive. You're probably just full of rage. I mean, imagine, imagine feeling as though this country that was formerly your country is now out of your hands. And along comes a concerted effort to try to show you the hidden hand that's doing all of this and pointing you to real things that, you know, documented factual things that have happened in American history that are sort of the seedy underbelly of our military establishment. It may all just start to make sense for you in ways that aren't true. So this is the situation. This is where we find ourselves. We're now living in a world uh, where the systems that we have built, built have turned around and bit us in the butt. And a good portion of people look outside themselves constantly, throw stones, constantly have to blame someone else. And they're just now starting to turn onto, on the very social structures that had formerly, um, if not supported them, at least left them alone enough to where they could afford to ignore all the bad stuff that was being done to everyone else. Well, if that's not the case anymore, they're just now starting to catch on that the system is rotten. But now the rotten people in the system have formulated the, a uh, conspiracy theory rooted in uh, fact and, and rooted in the um, legitimate anger um, and upsetness that, uh, that the system is the way it is and that you can't trust corporately owned institutions and politicians and go on down the list. I mean, these things are true. It's just that the answers that the conspiracy theory provides, um, while rooted in some fact are ultimately nonsense are ultimately irrational. And this type of person is in an irrational headspace. They're not crazy necessarily, but, um, their rationalizations for, being in the world, the rationalisms that they live by um, are, are caving. I mean, the, the externality of the, their lives really is collapsing. And, um, and instead of dealing with that, instead of having a moment of silence and reflecting or even trying to understand it, uh, it's this running to another answer, another answer, um, that is tailor-made for their psychology using, you know, political buzz terms, using racial buzz terms, using Christian buzz terms to get them to believe this. So now they can invest all of their anger in this and still avoid the real issues of the system and still never have to look at themselves. And it is creating such an irrational space in them or as them that they are no longer adults in some sense, or at least they don't want to be. They're rescinding their rights <laughs> as they yell and demand. I know my rights. 
And then it's always something that no one's talking about, you know, like don't take my guns when like no one's taking your guns, (laughs) which feels stupid for me to say in terms of our undoing, because I mean, even talking about gun ownership, uh, is like, man, how far have we fallen that this is a thing? But this is where we are. And it's not just them. I mean, this really is the mind at large. Uh, It's easy to see because they're on film. But let's go back to New York for a second. All those introspective people making it nice and kumbaya in the dark. How long do you think that would have lasted? I mean, at some point, you can pretty much be guaranteed that there would be a moment where that would collapse because the ability of people to remain joyful in that situation uh, is prefaced on the unspoken assumption that the power is going to come back on at some point. We just need to wait it out. So there's the false sense of security there in in an immediate future where the electricity comes back on. If that didn't happen, well, then the rug is pulled out from under us of our certainty, of our false certainty of, of an immediate future. We would become irrational. Because even for those of us who are introspective and work on our psychology and all that, the psychological entity, the I, the ego, the self, is an irrational construct. I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) I can see why it's there. So it's not irrational in that way. But it is a misstep for it to, for you to remain as you are, for it to remain as it is. Um, As this dominating thought that believes it is a thinker different from thought, constantly seeking security, constantly lying to itself and saying, I feel secure. I feel okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And bouncing, I'm okay off of everyone else and not admitting that that is its entire function, this living fear model, this defense mechanism. So what are we to do? Well, buckle up boys and girls of our undoing. The only thing we can do is uh, get ready for more because this ain't the end of this. This isn't going to go away anytime soon. In fact, it's going to get worse uh, because more pressure is being added on. It's not just COVID. It's not just um, the racial conversations we're having that may actually lead to real change real change that some of these types of people aren't going to see as beneficial. They're not really wanting equality so much as wanting to pay lip service to equality while reaping the benefits of inequality. That is the American dream that they have been sold since birth. The unconscious one, the one that nobody said out loud. Well, maybe maybe in some places they did, but I think for most of us, it was never spoken. (laughs) Nobody ever said, you know, America is really about inequality. And if you're white, you're going to benefit. It just has kind of always been there. So if that goes away, uh, or if they perceive that going away, having their precious Confederate statues torn down and whatnot, 
though at least symbolically that's going away, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse because the other great thing that's definitely coming, and who knows how many great so-called tragedies or really just reformations are uh, awaiting us, <laughs> but we know that global climate crisis, um, big things are popping from that. Uh, lots of things that we're going to at least interpret as negative for our lives, even if they're just golden for Mother Earth, even if they're necessary and great for the sustainability of the ecosystem. Uh, if that means our our pain, our toil, our discomfort, even our death, uh, we are naturally going to not take kindly to that. And in this society that speaks in terms of war, 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 property, me, mine, war, how do you think that's going to go? How many more people are going to turn, quote-unquote, crazy, really recess into children? It's, it's going to be a large, large, large population. And it is possible that white women in this country can, can get away with it more, probably because of sexism, because they've always been sort of treated in an infantile way, right, by men. So, hey, why not go full infant? See what happens. I mean, that's kind of true, right? But it's not just going to be them. It's also going to be men. The age range is going to vary greatly. (laughs) It's not just going to be older, you know, middle-aged. It probably will just be white. Uh, Everyone else is um, hardened and (laughs) battle-ready. Because they've been living the collapse. As Teokasin says, you know, the, the disease... That was Columbus in 1492. Has been with uh, the Indians since the inception of this country, and for Black people since slavery. So, the adults in the room aren't going to be the ones that are used to having power. I predict. It's interesting to watch in a way. Uh, because in all of our sci-fi shows, right, like the, you've got the bad guys who are always the, the, like in the walking dead, it's always like the, the militant, um, self-organizing people, uh, who rule with an iron fist. Somehow we've forgotten that those are the bad guys. Somehow we want to be those people or we're, we're just becoming those people without thinking about it, I should say, but not in an organized way. So I wonder if like the the actual lie of the fiction, the fiction part of the fiction of our uh, trying to predict what such an apocalyptic apocalyptic future would hold, if maybe the lie is that it's organized, that it's sane, uh, that it's adult, that the Lord of the Flies story is about children, and yet if you want to turn all of this on its ear. Think about what joy is. Think about what so-called enlightenment is. Think about what honesty is. These are all flavors of innocence. Right? And when we think of innocence, we do think of children. So, 
there are two types of internal collapse. One that results in a transformation into a joyful, innocent being. Be as a child. And the other, where you're trying to hold on to yourself as everything's crumbling around you in fear because you're all you know. And that turns you into a rotten, spoiled brat. Into an unempathetic loon. So disconnected from everyone, and now including yourself, that you don't know what you are anymore. And maybe, just maybe, this country, and maybe this world, is standing on the precipice of this choice. Standing at this fork in the road. Do we pick a path? Or do we sit in silence? Because either path, yes, even the one that looks like silence, because it's a path, lead to more noise. It's just one's eventual somewhere down the road, and the other is noise all the way along. <laughs>